Welcome to What Are We Singing? I'm your host, Trent Walker. I'm so glad you're joining me today for this episode where we talk about the song, Oh Holy Night. You may be singing this song for your Christmas services this week. Well, I just wanted to take an opportunity to share with you something about this song that you might not have known. Maybe the things that I have to share today will help inspire you to lead this song with power, to sing this song with understanding, and to get something out of this season that you never have before. I hope you enjoy this episode of What Are We Singing? to talk about one of my favorite Christmas songs, Oh Holy Night. I have sang this song countless times in churches uh, all across the world, really. It's, it's been such a privilege. I've been grateful for it. One of my, um, one of, probably one of my most memorable times was uh, a time about, oh gee, I would say like maybe six years ago now. I was doing some work for a church down in Louisiana, and we had this big 100-voice choir, and that was just epic, just a moment. And I, I was so honored and privileged to be able to lead people in that song. Now, I will say, for those of you guys who are song leaders out there, um, most people don't really pick it up. This song has quite a large range. I would say that like vocally, you know, if you're singing it, you know, you start pretty low and you go pretty high. It's not for the faint of heart for those who can't sing. But I wanted to talk about a little bit of what is special in the song to me and some things that you may not know about or some things that you may have never known um, about this song. And I think for me, it just helps me understand this season more and appreciate this stuff more. So uh, I really spent some time on this to really think and 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 write about, man, what, what really does this song mean to me? So one of the things that I bet, I, and I didn't know, I, I really didn't know, this song really became a protest song. It was written in the 1840s by a guy named, oh, I'm not going to say this well, Placide Capéu. Yeah. I don't speak French. <laughs> Siobhan will love that I say that if she watches this. Um, and it was called the Cantique de Noël. It was a poem. And he sought to turn it into song. So he partnered up with a guy named Adolf Adams. And the song gained popularity in France. Well, it gained popularity in France at a time of political unrest and at that time, then, as the song was gaining popularity, the writer himself left the church and joined a socialist movement. And then the church created some controversy by accusing the guy Adolf, the guy who wrote the music to it, of being a Jew. And so the Catholic Church got rid of this song or banned this song, Oh Holy Night, from the church. Can you imagine? I mean, when you think about the lyrics of this song, I mean, read some of them. Uh, you know, it really speaks of the humanity of Christ, which, again, I'll come to this towards the end, but this is what has really made it special to me. Um, you know, when you read or sing through the lyrics, at least for me, I've not done the second verse very often. I just want to read some of these lyrics. In fact, you know what? Let's just read all the lyrics. You can sing along with me if you want. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. 
a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees, O hear the angel voices, O night divine, O night when Christ was born. And then that's repeated. This is the second verse that I was talking about that most people don't know. And, uh, you know, I, I really don't know why. In fact, now that I'm reading it, I think I would probably have a hard time getting the rhythm and meter of this unless I heard it sung somewhere else. But here's the second verse. Led by the light of faith, serenely beaming, with glowing hearts by his cradle we stand. So led by light of a star sweetly gleaming, here came the wise men from the Orient land. The king of kings lay thus in lowly manger, in all our trials born to be our friend. He knows our need, to our weakness no stranger, behold your king before him lowly bend. Behold your king, your king before him lowly bend. I mean, I even, you know, kind of single out that verse where it said, in all of our trials born to be our friend. Can you imagine this song was meant to connect and attach and feel uh, like the common man could relate to this. Um, I think it's quite interesting about, you know, gee, going on almost 20 years ago, um, a song came out by Israel Houghton and Michael Gunger called um, I Am a Friend of God. And I remember that song kind of creating waves. Um and this, you know, was obviously taken from the passage in James 2, let's see, let me look and find it. James 2, uh, 23, and the scripture was fulfilled, was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. That comes from Isaiah uh, 41. Uh, verse 8, but you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the offspring of Abraham, my friend. Um, it's it's interesting, you know, to use this kind of language because I, I remember then when that song, Friend of God, came out, people really questioned, like, well, what does that actually mean? You're kind of taking for granted somewhat the sovereignty of God if you're just speaking about him as some like buddy buddy that you know obviously once again we need a little bit of a lesson of or just a just a little learning in what the term friend actually means but i could go on and on about this sometimes i think that those things are good to think about and remember to know that man in our our songs that we're singing today sometimes we don't know some of the stories and the battles that went uh, even before the songs we were singing. Uh, here's the third verse. Truly he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. Chains shall he break for the slave is our brother. And in his name all oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy in grateful chorus raise we. Let all within us praise his holy name. Christ is the Lord. Oh, praise his name forever. He praise his name forever. I mean, I love that part. I'll get up there on that one. <laughs> his power and glory evermore proclaim. And we repeat that. His power and glory evermore proclaim. There's just some really special things about the song that I think that for myself and I believe others, we really like attach ourselves to a song like this. When we say like a thrill of hope or, or till he appeared, long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. It really is just such a special song talking about Advent 
talking about the arrival of Christ and how it wasn't just a historical thing. You know, one of the things that we've taught our kids and continue to teach them is that Christmas is not about just the birth of Jesus or the incarnation, as Christians call it. It is about the fact that Jesus came, he's coming again, and he is coming right now. Emmanuel, God with us. That is one of the most beautiful things about this song, and it just reiterates that. Well, I wanted to talk just a brief, a little bit about this song and how it became a political song or a protest song, which for me, I love protest songs. I hope to teach a course on protest songs because to me, those are the songs that move me. I think sometimes they move others to action or maybe they they have a hint of something underneath that just that like pokes at um, oppression, you know, in a sense. And in the place where where Jesus came into the world and this song, it talks about how he um, he broke the chains and the slave is our brother and in his name all oppression shall cease. So here's what's interesting about this song. Not only did it become a banned song in France in the, in the mid-1800s, but it began to grow as like this bar tune and underground song that people would sing in Christmas in protest against the church. That's wild to me. You got to understand this, though. I don't know where you are at with the church. If you watched my most recent vlog and listened to my most recent podcast, I go into a lot of depth with that. A brief church history up to this point in French history isn't the most flattering. Basically, the Catholic Church was the ruling class in France. Less than 100 years before this song was written, the leaders of France got themselves into a lot of debt from, Ameri from helping the American Revolution fight the English, and that crippled the nation and created a massive disparity between the ultra-rich, who were the religious elites, and the working man, the really poor. And if you know your history, if you've ever read about the reign of terror, horrible things, you know, um, this caused hatred for the church. The common man, the everyday person began to hate the church because the church wasn't helping or coming alongside people. They were becoming this rich ruling class that ruled it over the people. It, it, it had long gone from the church that Jesus, you know, prayed for and believed that we would stand in unity with. But this is our history. In a day when enlightenment and reason meant hope for a new day, everything that could go wrong did. Again, they had the reign of terror and the collapse of the nation, and then enters a guy that you all know you might have seen his movie recently, Napoleon Bonaparte. I have not seen this movie. I pray that if you watch it, maybe you'll uh, watch it on something like VidAngel. Uh, that's, I think, what we're going to do when it comes out. But Napoleon, Napoleon was the last, the really the last emperor of Europe, and, and maybe probably the, the reason that you know he's on the cover of the Risk game that my brother and I love to pro play. And I play with my kids. Uh, one thing that he did uh, in 1801, and again, controversial, but this is where the status of the church was in France of the day. Napoleon actually reinstated the church in 1801 because, and, and you may think that's a good thing, but really Napoleon did it because he understood that the church could control and 
cause people to come into alignment with obedience to him and to his rules and his values. The, the church then, at least the leaders, didn't stand up for what they believed in. They had to hold on to their power. And so he understood that the church could enforce that power. And, you know, it is a hard thing when a church can use the powers of your eternal salvation or eternal damnation in, in their world against people. Really sad, just a really sad thing. So it wasn't a good thing. Um, so fast forward, after Napoleon's reign, we still have a nation that despises the church and its leaders. So when O Holy Night was written and the writer leaves the church to join a socialist movement, the Catholic Church sees this as a threat and they ban the song. All this does is gives grassroots underground power to it. And its lyrics are so full of the humanity of Christ that people could relate to it. Did you know that Trent and Siobhan Ministries, Inc. is a fully registered 501c3 nonprofit? That means that your contributions are fully tax deductible. As you're putting together your end of your contributions for this tax season of 2023, we wanted to tell you a story of someone who paid it forward. As I began to share our new Worship with the Word project, God moved on someone's heart to be able to pay that forward for you guys to be a part of hearing that. That means that your gift of $50 or $100 helps us reach our goal of $500 to be able to fully produce our next song. It's not that much when you consider how much of an impact this can make. If the Lord's moving on your heart to be a part of this ministry in this way, you can do that at trentonshavon.com. That's T-R-E-N-T-A-N-D-S-I-O-B-H-A-N.com. Another thing that was happening at the same time across the pond, the Americas were experiencing quite a different attitude towards the church. The Second Great Awakening, most notably advanced from a guy named Charles Finney, was a movement pointing, pe pointing people towards Christianity marked by holiness. Okay, And this was from the Methodist Church, and it was very underground. America was kind of rough and tough. They hadn't been like established and elite. There were many places in the colonial states where things were elite and you still have the Anglican church and you still have, um, you know, things that existed that were similar to the state ruled churches of Europe. But for the most part, the Methodist church exploded and the great awakening came. And unlike France, during America's revolution and the years after it, people turned to Christ, whereas in France, because of the age of reason and enlightenment, people turned away from the faith a lot. Well, that attitude and that political spirit was still there. Well, in America, at the same time, you got to understand another movement was brewing, and it was the abolitionist movement. So this song caught a lot of wind and became kind of a controversial Christmas song to sing at a time when northern churches or churches that were abolitionist churches decided to pointedly sing Christmas songs that were against what potential other churches would agree with. So it's the lyrics like, the slave is our brother, really caught wind. Again, I started by saying this song didn't start as a protest song, but very much became a protest song. I absolutely love protest songs. I think I'm going to write a few protest songs this year, especially when it comes to the common man speaking up 
against the church or some certain groups of churches for aligning with values that are against the word of God. Somebody on this channel needs to say amen. Okay, I will leave it at that. Um, let me read to you Hebrews 4, 14 through 16, because this, I believe, is very much what this song is about. It says, Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. What does this song have to do with love? Well, I, I really believe that once again, we have very little depth into what the word love actually means. This has been a consistent theme as we've been teaching our kids um, about Advent and these themes that, wow, the world has confused these terms so much that they don't know, even know what they mean. Well, love does not mean what we think it does. I'll stay away from the deeper connections of language that preachers often go to by explaining the meanings of agape love, phileo love, and eres love. I think what I feel and believe and what I want to talk about with this song is the love of Christ that knows me. Again, so many people have connected to this song because it speaks of the humanity of Christ. Like he walked with us. He knew. He, he was tempted as we are, yet without sin. It's remarkable to think about because, man, you know, we can create some religion or worship a God, but that's just religion. But God himself walked among us. His name is Jesus. He knew us. His Holy Spirit is with us and can be with you to lead and guide you and walk with you and know you. That is love. When the wise men saw a great star, when Mary saw the angel, and when the shepherds praised God and said glory to God in the highest and along with the angels, there's a sense that we get from these passages that God sees us. He knows us. He is not coming to present some high and lofty religion of an untouchable God who we can't know and be with. In this song speaks of humanity. I hear the whole of the human race say of this moment, my soul felt its worth. I love that part. Jesus said this about love. Greater man, <laughs> Jesus said this about love. Greater love hath no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. John 15, 13. Everything that the Hallmark Channel teaches us about love is that it equals romantic feelings. And these days it really doesn't matter to who. But that's not love. And it's really, really shallow for us to think that this whole season is about romantic love. Absolutely not. True love is taught to us through Jesus. I hope you know that like the world that we live in, we have communication from so many people. One of the reasons why Siobhan and I started up our YouTube channel in the first place is because we recognize that, wow, our family, Siobhan and I, 
we are a lot different than what this world tends to communicate out there. A lot of people who say they're right and say they're wrong and everybody just fights. That's not what we're about. And I really do believe that the kingdom of God actually has something to say about the day we're living in right now and these words that we throw around that are getting communicated all around today. Love is something way deeper than we could have ever, ever imagined. And I am so grateful to know the author of love and what he has to say about it. Hope you're having a great, great Christmas season. Don't forget to join us this Sunday as we share this message with our children, sing a song together, and celebrate Christmas together. And uh, if you need anyone to talk to, then don't hesitate to send me a message. Put a comment on here. I'd love to encourage you in what you're going through this season. And remember, we can make the world better. I believe we can. Join me next week for a dive into a new song that the church is singing called Praise by Elevation Music. Not only is this a good segue into the new year, but also a great dialogue to have as we are getting closer to the launch of my new teaching course called Worship with the Word. If you'd like to know more about that, just visit worshipwiththeword.com where you can sign up for the newsletter and join the community. 